Hello, and welcome back to another episode of our Technicolor Live with Carrie and Jeff. Episode six. Oh my gosh, is it really? Six, 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 six yes. The sixth episode. And yeah. don't forget, if you want to be listening to our podcast, you can go to our website, ourtechnicolorlife.com. And this is our everything website. So you can listen to our podcast. I put out a monthly newsletter. It's got everything, tea, travel, entertainment, art, music, all of that good stuff. So drop your email and you will never miss out on anything. And that is going to be very important. Come next week. Yes, next week we uh, release the tease for the season, or your your tease for the season. Your, your tease too, sir. Well, well, I mean, I <laughs> I help, but it's your tea room, so yeah. So yes, if you are new to us or to the old Capital Tea Room, you absolutely want to be on that website. And before we get to the website, also if you are listening on an Apple phone, you can now find our podcast on the Apple Podcast. Just search for our Technicolor Live, and please, please, please leave us a five star review. We would we would love to hear from you there. And thank you for subscribing one way or the other. And thanks for listening. Yeah. So, tease. Wow. Yes. You've got, uh, and this is just the spring tease. I'm, I'm, we'll launch uh, ticket sales next Wednesday, February 28th at 11 a.m. So, I know a lot of you have set yourselves a reminder. And if you are just tuning in, go ahead, set yourself a reminder for Tuesday or and Wednesday. I, I'm sorry. And I know that <laughs> sounds, that, that sounds kind of silly. I know set a reminder, but. The, the sales of these tickets go really fast. We're kind of like Swifty now. Well, I mean, you know, we, we, we are limited on seating, so that has a big part of it. We don't have a, a stadium. Part. Exactly. So, But yes, the t- tickets go very quickly. Yes. Yeah, so, and you, if you are on the website, you have been able to see our upcoming events, and we got a lot of goodies. So we've got everything from April to July is what I'm going to release, and we've got things like our Lucy and Desi tribute show, our Be Our Guest story time tea which i'm going to throw out this little disclaimer here some of these that sound like kids themes not necessarily Mm -hmm. just for kids we have a lot of adults that come to like our harry potter and our beauty and the beast so Mm -hmm. don't think that you can't attend these teas this magic is for everyone and i think i mean our big our biggest customer base are women my age and older that just like to come play dress up. So don't be misled by some of these themes that we're having. And I think some of them like to relive their childhood. So, you know, that's what they grew up with. Mm-hmm. So they enjoy coming and participating in the tea for that particular, whatever it is, like Beauty of the Beast or whatever. So come and enjoy fancy magic tea and dress up if you want. But mm-hmm. we've got um, we've got Harry Potter. We've got a couple of our tribute shows, the music that helped win the war, our murder mystery our Deadly Derby murder mystery. That's a hot ticket one. I know those mm-hmm. are going to go fast. We're also going to have a Mother's Day tea, our Mary Poppins sing-along, Breakfast at Tiffany's, Under the Sea, and we have a Roaring Twenties, kind of a date night music on a Tuesday night. So there's a little bit of something for everyone. And most of our teas, we are launching them for our Friday evening. And don't be alarmed if you're like, oh, is that all of you're going to have of that theme? If a certain theme sells quickly, like some of these I know in the past have, it is more likely than not that we will add that Sunday as well for that weekend. So right. make sure you are on the website, though, because those tickets don't, do go fast. But don't gamble on the yes. Sunday night teas. So. Those are, if needed, we will add those. Right. 
So we've got lots of fun stuff coming up. And another thing that people have asked us about is doing some weekday teas. Mm-hmm. Now, you work during the week. We've talked about that earlier. Right. You're driving the trains during yep, the week. So <laughs> that is kind of why we in the past have been limited to weekends. Um, and it's in between a book or art or mural projects that I have. But I'm trying to start dedicating some Tuesday afternoon teas. We heard from a lot of people that they wanted a weekday tea. Just have a fancy tea party. And honestly, you guys... That's what I started out wanting to do. I wanted to do just fancy teas. And I know we've talked about this on social media, but I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast. When we first started, I really just wanted to do like fancy tea parties. Mm -hmm. And then nobody in town really knew what a tea room was. So being theater people, we decided to theme them and get people in the door to see what a tea party was. And now I think we've finally come full circle to where I would like to just throw some regular straight up fancy tea parties. Yeah. And I think that, you know, we've kind of become established and, uh, this is year nine y'all. Yeah. (laughs) So that has helped. And a lot of people, I think, or at least several have expressed an interest in just coming to tea Mm -hmm. without a particular theme attached to it. So that's what you're going to try to do during the week. So let me know on those ticket sales. Um, because that's another case where I've got some Tuesdays planned on the calendar right now. And if I see that those are selling well and that's something everybody wants, I'm thinking about doing like some Tuesday, Thursday combos during the week because that'll allow me to kind of reset. So a lot of people are like, oh, why don't you just do them back to back or have multiple seatings? Y'all, you have no idea the prep. <laughs> And the dishes that go into each tea. So that would be lovely. Uh, It's just not doable. So that's kind of why we usually have a day in between because it pretty much takes another day to reset and get everything back in order and all the dishes reset. So there's there's a lot of behind the scenes that go into this. But like I said, if, if these Tuesday afternoons go well and there's something people want, I'm thinking about adding maybe some some Thursdays in there. So. And, and you even talked about a Sunday afternoon every mm-hmm. time. Uh, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll add some Sundays, just straight up fancy teas. Um, and then I did want to bring back, I think another sneak one that I'm going to announce is we're going to do some more Jane Austen. Uh, we've got Gone with the Wind coming up. Oh, of course, we've got Allison Hatter. So all of these are coming into play. And then we've thrown in some date night teas. Mm-hmm. So some Tuesday night teas, you know, if you're... In the mood to do something, but you don't want to tie up your weekend, or there's just, I don't know, I feel like there's so much going on on the weekends anymore. Spend a date night with us. We've gotten a lot of feedback of people like, I would love to come and have a date night. So we've got a lot of good tribute shows and music nights for Tuesday evening. So come have a fancy tea party and a little bit of theater. And we we even talked about doing like uh, trivia Oh, yeah. Nice. Just straight out trivia. Well, I guess it was was two years ago. We did a lot of just kind of testing the waters. We did a lot of musical Mondays Mm -hmm. and Trivia Tuesday teas. So they were the fancy tea parties, um, but they weren't maybe like a full production like our Lucy or our 40 show. But there were little segments like we did a Sound of Music tea. We did a Moulin Rouge with just like a couple little snippets of songs. So we don't overwhelm you with like... You must listen to us sing and perform. We just wanted to give you like a little taste 
of some kind of entertainment while you have your tea or kind of at the end of the tea, we would just do a little bit of entertainment for you. And I guess some people are uncomfortable with that. I mean, that's why they don't go to theater. You know, a mm -hmm. lot of people are uncomfortable with watching someone perform or sing. And I, you know, I guess I can understand that. Mm -hmm. um, I've never been that type of person, but, you know, it, it you know, it takes a lot of people to, to make this world so everybody's different but um, and I think that's one of the things that's been expressed is that people just really don't want to come to see something as far as a performance yeah. they just want to enjoy tea with a neighbor or a friend that they bring with them. and that is a-okay, honestly, I was I was kind of thinking about that, and I was like, oh my gosh, I wouldn't have to store half of the stuff that we but store. But we'll still do things. Oh, yeah. No, we'll I have too many costumes. We have right. too many costumes yeah, and props yeah. and the backdrops and all the things that we've invested in. So don't worry, people that are listening yeah, to this are right. like, where are the themes? The themes are still going to be here, but we have heard from others that if you just want a fancy tea party, mm -hmm. and we will, of course, I can't not have my vintage music playing, so... It will be a nice excuse to sit down and kind of really enjoy the act of having tea. Like it when I first started the tea room, I thought this is like you step back in time, you take a moment and you actually enjoy and just having a conversation with somebody at your table and the act of having tea kind of slows you down mm -hmm. and it's not meant to be fast paced. You have little, you know, the bite sized sandwiches and your desserts and you just kind of enjoy the conversation around your table and sip your tea. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. So that's, that's good. So all of this is coming out uh, next week on the 27th is when 28th, 28th, I'm sorry, 28th when the teas will be released as far as what we've got planned through July mm -hmm. at this point. And familiar yourself familiarize yourself with the website because again yeah, these tickets yeah. go pretty quickly so we sell them by table so there are nine tables and the seating chart is on there so if you want to do yourself a little favor and do a little research there's everything but the kitchen sink underneath that tea room page so if you go down to the menu on the drop down menu select tea there's information about the seating chart there's an faq and you can kind of see what table you're going to want to try to get and just add that to your cart and don't dilly dally uh check out quickly <laughs> right. i know i get a lot of information so but well, this table is gone and it's most of the time it's sitting in somebody's cart so please check out promptly uh, there is a timer there's, there's a time limit on you it. have five right. minutes to check out right. so i know again this sounds crazy but some of the like the murder mystery tickets and when we get to fall, Hocus Pocus tickets will go that quickly. So oh, don't wait. <laughs> yeah, Halloween and Christmas teas go really quick. So just uh, make sure that you are uh, listening or, um, I guess, ready to buy the tickets at, what, 11 a.m.? Mm -hmm. Is that what you said? 11 a.m. on the 28th. So, yeah, that's when we'll uh, announce the uh, teas. So anything else about the teas or can we move on from that or? We better move on. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> All right. So, um the one thing I wanted to talk about, we're in a room full of books right here. We're in yes. kind of our, your library <laughs> that uh, you have made in this particular third, uh, this is on the third level of our home. It's mm -hmm. a, a small library, but there are books surrounding us everywhere. everywhere. Um, so I thought we'd just talk a little bit about your book collection. Yes. You've been reading since you were very young. Forever. I am not a reader. <laughs> I'm not a reader. So I was overcome with all of the books that you owned <laughs> and had no idea uh the uh, the amount that you would be bringing into this house and it's and it's and it's expanded it might have expanded <laughs> a lot but 
Um, yeah. you, want, you want to talk a little bit about your love of books? And do you have any idea, like, how many books you have? Oh, golly. I mean, no. in the thousands. Well, that was one of my um, winter projects that I want to do is to reorganize them. I, well, I used to work at, well, several different bookstores. But it, let's start at the beginning. My dad got me into the books. My dad is a huge reader. And we would always go to, does anybody remember Holly Cook? Mm, oh, yeah. How about that? Good last name, too, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but we would go. We would go there, and we would go to Carmichael's in the Highlands, and he would say, if, if I get a book, you get a book. So I, he'd go, and he likes the mysteries and the thrillers and things like that, and I would go back into the kid section and just, I don't know, I would hang out there. I was so content just to, like, roam the aisles and look at all the different books, and and it didn't, I didn't even have, like, a specific genre or... I don't know, a series that I was into, just I think everything intrigued me. And I just, I don't know, nothing was was out of my curiosity range, I right. guess. And so I guess that's something you could probably do, too, is uh, at some point, you know, discuss some of your favorite books that you've mm, read. Yes. Or what are you reading right now? I mean, are you reading anything right now at the time or something that you've just finished that you would recommend oh, to gosh. someone? I have. Oh, I re- that might have to be another okay. podcast where I sit down and I recommend. Oh, I'm looking around all the books up here. So a lot of these are I mean, it's every kind of genre. They are, and, and you're really into self-help books right now. Yes, so, I think that that's because comes with the new year. I yeah. love all of these. Well, I'm reading this one now called uh, 12 Months to a Million." I listen to a lot of podcasts while I paint, and I just I really love these. Like, I think it's fascinating to hear how people made their millions, like different. Like the poopery lady, uh, she was one of the little profiles that they shared in the book, and it came from <laughs> the fact that when her husband used the restroom and stunk it up, she had the idea for that poopery, and she made that really great commercial, and she's a millionaire for yeah. just like that simple product. And I love hearing those like, where did that idea come from, and like silly little products, like, I mean, post its, mm, yeah, stuff like that. We've talked about that recently, especially. But um, I'm trying but, to fr- fund the chateau. Remember, this is why I right, need right. I need our millions. Yeah. <laughs> but we have talked about that as far as uh, there are things out there that probably don't necessarily need to be invented. No, they just need to kind of be reinvented or rediscovered, and I guess marketed in such a way mm-hmm. that it you know maybe heightens people's interest for the first time or or rekindles an interest in a product. So that's kind of what you're into right now. Well, we talked about that all the time. Like the first person that was like, I'm going to bottle water and sell it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> and, I mean, that's ingenious. It's like, who for who did that at first? I mean, that's just incredible <laughs> to me. It's like, everybody's got water, but then somebody had the idea, you know what? Let's, let's put it in a bottle. And sell and it. sell it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll say it's spring water, but it's no different than water you get out of the tap, more than likely. Yeah. But I it's just, just, it's ingenious. I'm I mean, fascinated by that. And I keep thinking the more I read of those books, the more something is going to spark. And, and my brain has been racing, I feel like, just because I know where we've got this little like off season that it's like, okay, now's my time to really, really think what would work or what little ideas I have. And in this latest chapter, he's talking about coming up with a concept over the weekend. He's like, you can think of a product or a pain point, And he talks about addressing your customer and you can come up 
with your idea and test it within a weekend to know yay or nay whether you can pursue it. And I think that was fascinating. Hmm. Okay. So I've been doing a ton of those kind of self-help and money mindset books just for the first of the year. I had an idea one time. Do you remember what it was? I had this idea about, I can't remember what it was. It was a product of some kind. And it's like, why why hasn't anybody done that? Well, you better think of it. I know. Well, we talked about it before, and it just it escapes me now. Okay, well, now you've thrown it out into the universe. Maybe yeah, it'll come back to you, because so. now I've kind of gotten a better understanding of laying the groundwork. Again, this book is, I really enjoy it. It's called um, 12 Months to a Million. And it's just, it's a great way to look at it from a different point of view, like taking a simple product or I mean, even a course or something like that and how to market it and think of it in a different way. So those are the books I'm into lately. And then I've got, I'm reading like five different books at once. I'm also reading, again, we talked about this last week, but The Escape to the Chateau, I'm reading their latest one called Their Forever Home. And I've gotten a couple books when we went down to New Orleans. I love little I love to go to the regional section. Anytime we go to a bookstore, and I love those independent bookstores that we find when we're out and about traveling. So that's something we've never talked about. When I do go, when we go to a different town, the first thing I will search is the vintage, best brunch. Vintage clothing, vintage, brunch, and, and the bookstores. Yep. I didn't even think about that the last time we yep. talked about these, but mm-hmm. I will. I will search out independent booksellers because they have the best regional section. And anytime we go to a new place, I love to go find books about that place. Like right. the when we first went up to, um, oh, with all the mansions, Newport. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I about lost my mind. Well, the first time you ever go to Newport, I think you can't but help lose your mind. Um, but I went and had to find every book about all the different mansions, all the different families. And this is Newport, Rhode Island. Yes. Oh, my gosh. If you've never guys. been and if you have go. an interest in turn of the century and the mansions that these big moguls that basically ran America back at the turn of the century, 1900, then you should go and see these mansions. It's just absolutely And they were, think about this, when you go see them, they only lived in them for like three months. They were their summer summer homes. These, These houses and these farms look like Downton Abbey and they used them for three months out of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just fascinating. But I'll, I'll go, and that's what a good portion, I'm looking around the room, like this bookshelf back here is all just books from, there's a, my collection from Savannah, there's a bunch from out west, I see all my New Orleans books. Um, oh, another thing that I got into, so my dad was into mysteries, and uh, I really started getting into mysteries early when my aunt gave me her collection of her vintage Nancy Drews. Mm -hmm. So I'm on a mission to collect all of those. And And you've got a lot of coffee table books, too. Oh, yes. I mean, just crazy amount. I mean, some of these, like, Savannah mansions or the, like, the sugar plantations that we visited last year in New Orleans, it's just like I, I, I like to have a memento from a place and I would rather it be in the form of a book where I can go back and be like, oh yeah, I remember when we were walking down that path or mm-hmm. remember that room at the mansion and, and things like that. But it's, it's uh, there's, I've got a collection of art books and some of my favorite artists. I've got a lot of, I love magical realism. Uh, one of my favorite authors is Sarah Addison Allen. If you like magical realism, she's my favorite. Um, but we could, golly, if you have, if you want any kind of genre that maybe you want a little tip on, I was going to say you could probably, yeah, 
be a, a good source mm-hmm. for somebody to reach it out to that, you know, if you have a if they have an interest in a certain genre or whatever, yeah. you, you probably know all about what's available as far as history, autobiographies, biographies, especially like old Hollywood, old theater stars. I mean, I have way too many books about Sarah Bernhardt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think yes. she is fascinating. Anything that was like 1890s, early 1900s, I've got some really cool books on you know, Paris in the 1900s, but I love history and biographies, movie history, space. I know Mm -hmm. we started getting into a lot of cool space books. Um, I love thrillers. Got a lot of just modern mystery, some old school, like Agatha Christie. I think the books I like to read most of all are the pop-up books. There you go. How many years are you on? I got you started on a good old classic, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. I think this um, is like... You know, I'm just taking my time with it. I, mean, I just want to ingest... A page every five years. Uh, wanna, you know, part of my problem is the fact that I'm blind as a bat. Oh, I know. And I, that's, that, that's, one, that's one thing that we hopefully will get corrected soon, but yes. I don't know. We'll see what insurance is going to do with this. Send these. out your good vibes. Uh, We're trying uh, to get this boy some new eyes. Yeah. So we'll, <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, I, I wear contacts and kind of at the upper limit of what they can do as far as contacts for they me. They don't make so. Coke bottle contacts? Yeah, they don't make Coke. So, <laughs> yeah. When I was, it was really sad because when I went to the uh, the doctor to see about the procedure that I'm hoping will get done next week is kind of what we're hoping for. But anyway, he said, so tell me, were you like cross-eyed as a child? And I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> you would have probably been real cute, though. It's <laughs> like, why do you ask? <laughs> And he said, well, this is pretty severe. So I just was curious, did you get hit in the head? I said, well, I probably did. Well, I say, I don't I, know, you I, and your sisters. I mean, I ran <laughs> played into played pretty rough. I say, I ran into a tree one time and knocked oh, myself well, out. there you go. So maybe that was it. I don't know. You're, you're right there with Ruby Sue. She and falls in a well, her eyes yeah. go across, she gets kicked by a mule, you're back to normal. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> maybe that's it. You know, I never thought about that. Maybe it was the tree. There. But anyway. <laughs> Georgia the Jungle, look out. Uh, yikes. <laughs> but anyway, that's why I don't read, because it gives me such a headache. Um, and I I got eye strain. I mean, it's bad enough working on computer all day like I do. And I, I'm hoping that this will help solve some of the issues I have as far as headaches. But I will say we've gotten better about the audiobooks. Now, I do love a good audiobook when, like when we're going on long drive days in the camper. Right. Put on a good audiobook and yeah, we do that. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, we do that, and I enjoy that. Like so how many yeah. times? I mean, this is my favorite book of all time. But <laughs> Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, we play that pretty much every trip down to Savannah. And part of it is the storytelling. Like mm-hmm. I love the the narrator. Right, he is fantastic, good. and I I can't remember his name on the top of my head, but. It's another like art level of hearing these people do these audiobooks. Yeah, he's very theatrical. He does a lot of the voices, or it just you know attempts the voices. So he does a good Jim Williams. He does. He does a good Jim Williams, and uh, it's it's enjoyable. But Even yes, Minerva. You have quite a collection of books, mm-hmm. and if we ever had an estate sale, I just oh my can't, god, no! You do not get rid of my books. I, I can't. What are you doing? No, no, no. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. What if if that were to be the case? I mean, and the records, the number of yeah. records that you own you collect everything i mean you I you are a person that does not let go of anything <laughs> why well, you sound like you're gonna sign me up for hoarders oh my gosh but there is something about i remember the time for christmas you were like would you want a kindle I like, <laughs> yeah, I, no i understand a kindle i no. see the point 
And yes, they are nice, I like in terms of packing them, but I am from that old school of I've got to physically touch it. I want to smell the pages. I want to crack the spine open. But heaven forbid, I'll, there's people that are like, that write in their books, I can't do it. Mm. Yeah, you don't like I that. I don't like that. You do not like that. And I'm terrible about lending books. I do not like, well, I've lent some in the past and then they've never come back. And that makes me so sad because there was a time when these were all organized and I had them by genre. And it was like my own personal bookstore. Yeah, you had a bookstore, basically, is what you did. And I know there's a lot of, I think this meme gets thrown around on Facebook a lot, but every girl, there are two types of girls that will fall into like a Disney princess category. I am in Team Bell with that library, like Mm -hmm. with the rolling ladder around the room and a huge like wooden table in the center where I can just pile books up on. And even, well, my favorite room, I'm getting all over the place here. You got me started on books. My favorite room in Monticello was Jefferson's Library where he had that little rotating bookshelf. Mm-hmm. And I asked you, can you make me yeah, one of those? Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had books open like all over the place. And I loved that. Yeah. And, and, and they were back to the uh, albums that you have. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you're interest in music and love of music it it i don't know it's probably spans uh, a century i yeah. would i would imagine um so that that's another collection that you've got and i look around the room there are dolls staring at me from everywhere <laughs> dolls and stuffed animals everywhere now to, to be fair a lot of these princess ones are ones that i was like well, i hate to just store them those are for some of our different teas that we do and then some of these on the shelf so i've got a collection of my nancy drews and some of these are original madame alexander dolls that jackie gave me i mean these are golly 70 some odd years old now mm-hmm. i don't know that's so i am a i am a collector of antiques and then through the door, through the door, I see a huge, huge house of Barbies. Um, did we all Barbies. not just lose our mind with Barbie this summer? I think there's nothing and wrong you, with that. I mean, you didn't buy them. You had them. You you yes. collected them over the years. But still, that house is crazy. It's probably five foot high. And it's one, two, three, four stories. Mm-hmm. But it's got Barbies everywhere. And that's thanks to our neighbor, Betsy. Yeah, Thank Betsy. you uh, for having that yard sale. <laughs> well, at least, actually, it did give you some place to put the Barbies. So yes, that, that was nice. It that looks nice. perfect. And when she was having that yard sale, I saw it. And it's like, this is a massive dollhouse. And I was uh, like, I shouldn't ask, but... What do you got on this? And it was, I think you said it was like 25 bucks. And I said, well, that's <laughs> that's coming home. Um, and all I have to do is take it across the street. But I am a, we've, we've learned the term, I'm a maximalist, mm-hmm. at least when it comes to. Yes, you are. <laughs> but it's organized and it's kind of like, like my little Parisian attic where there's books and all this kind of magic surrounding Yeah, you've not me. quite reached the hoarder level. I mean, yeah, everything it's not... looks very kept and it's all, like you said, organized for the most part. So. Well, and that comes from, I did work at, um, a, oh my gosh, one of my favorite jobs while I was in school was working at good old Reader's Corner. It was a used bookstore that I used to go to all the time. And I went to Bellarmine and Professor Fout, um, my ethics and philosophy teacher, 
I didn't put two and two together, but he and his wife, Judy, owned Reader's Corner. And I was like, oh, my God, I go in there all the time. And I just went in there on a whim and um, was like, are you hiring at all? And I worked there for years. And then I got to be the pricer, like when people would bring in their totes of stuff and I would scan the books and, and price them. And, oh, my gosh, I think I I made a little bit of money and I mostly took home a lot of books. <laughs> That's probably yeah where a lot of your books came from. But I just I'm fascinated by so many different genres. Like I just I couldn't help myself and so good old days of Reader's Corner. Yeah, you uh, you've got quite a collection. And I, one of these days we'll get your eyes fixed yeah. and you can start making a dent in these. Maybe I'll start reading a little more <laughs> on that one book that I started <laughs> eight years ago. So we'll, well, you've seen the movie, so maybe we'll start true. you on something different. Yeah. But I love the classics. Okay. Oh. All right. Well, we better take a break. Okay. So let's do that. We'll uh, be back and talk a little bit more about some other fun stuff that we've got coming up. We got fun stuff coming up? I think so. Yeah. Don't forget, if you are on our website while you're there, make sure you send us a message. If you have a question you would like to ask us, there is a little form. Just fill that out, send us a message, and we will answer them when we get them. We'll be back. Okay, we're back. And you just had your first uh, stage work in theater for the first time in, what, four years? Three years, I guess. Three years? years. Since Grey Gardens. So it was only fitting that it was another return to Grey Gardens. Mm -hmm. So we had a fundraiser this past Friday and Saturday night for the Chicken Coop Theater Company, where I did Grey Gardens a couple years ago. And we did an I Love the 70s variety show. It was fun. And it was a good, like, Mm -hmm. dip your toe back in, because we've talked about it with our last couple of podcasts. It's We just don't really have time to do a full production anymore, and that's... You know, neither here nor there, but this was a good way to, um, uh, I came and dressed up as little Edie and we played match game. And Which was a little sad because the, the contestants really didn't know the seven. I know, it was a young it was crowd, a young at least crowd. on Friday night, that was like, oh, come on. And especially it was apparent during the, we had a little dance party, so it was kind of like laughing, right? Where we would be dancing and the music would stop and then there was two contestants on the stage and they would point to whoever and we would have a trivia question for them. And some of these people did not know they their 70s trivia. They didn't get a single answer <laughs> on this. There I, were some youngins that I, I guess. guess I just, guess. And the questions weren't that hard. No. They just didn't know the 70s. Which and, is a shame because the 70s has got some, well, you can do a whole segment um, about the music. Yeah, I love 70s. I mean, that's what I grew up on. And, and recently I did that little Billy Joel thing. Mm-hmm. But, but anyway, I, I've been working a lot on uh, music lately and because of the theater that you did this past weekend mm-hmm. with Chicken Coop, and we touched on this a little bit, but we have done a lot of theater over the years. We yeah. just don't do it anymore because we just don't have the time. And we really, that's how we met. I think we we talked about that on mm-hmm. our first podcast. But uh, we met in theater and doing The Music Man, uh, Harold Hill, Marion Peru, and then since that time, I think we were in oh twenty, gosh. I think twenty three shows together. And then we, we also did things uh, independently from mm-hmm. each other. But some of the shows that we did, we talked oh about my before. Gosh. I went down a rabbit hole and pulled up my old 
theater resume. Oh, wow. Okay. Look at some of these. Uh, we did the producers together. Oh, yes, we did. Uh, I get to do the uh, Steve Martin uh, from the movie. I can't remember what the character was. Fra Hans. No. Franz? Yeah, right? It was um, not Steve Martin. Wasn't it? No, uh, no, no, it's not. Will right. Ferrell. No, it wasn't Will Ferrell. Was it? In the modern one. Well, the modern, in the modern one. Yes, one. the modern yes. one. Yes, yes. Yes, you're right. Okay, it was Will Ferrell. But uh, anyway, yes, we did the, that, uh, the producers. We've done 1776. We mm -hmm. mentioned that one last time. The Man Who Came to Dinner. I love uh, which was that show. Not a musical, but it, it was a, it's a comedy. It's a stage presentation. Mm -hmm. And Sheridan, Betty Davis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was fun. Um, spelling Bee. Oh, Spelling Bee. That was a good one. It was fun. I was playing <laughs> a 17-year-old. <laughs> Or, no, probably not even that. I, I don't think, no, I think you were even younger 13, than that. Maybe 12 or 13. Oh, I don't God, know. I loved when you played Chip. Uh, um, we did Into the Woods. You were the baker. I was the baker. That, that was, was a lot of fun. Cinderella, because I wanted the ball gown. Yeah, you did. <laughs> that was fun. That was a great show. Oh, 39 Steps. Oh, you guys, man. if you've not seen the 39 Steps, that is, oh, it's so funny and it's creative and it's inventive and it's a wild ride i got to be one of the two clowns yes yeah, so you played like a thousand characters it was fun I, yeah I, I forgot how many characters we portrayed between me and brian morris mm -hmm. brian was the other clown and we gosh it was like 40 some characters it's a lot and some of them even just for like a split second yeah like i'm thinking of the guys underneath the lamppost so if yeah. you're if you're not familiar with the 39 steps it's based off the hitchcock movie and it's full of lovely hitchcock references mm -hmm. so there is the main guy hanny right uh -huh. yeah. richard hanny richard hanny and um it's four characters four total characters but they play like, I played three different roles. There's only one girl. Richard Hannay is the main guy. And then there's two clowns that play all, the other <laughs> all roles. these other, all characters. The other characters. And it's just, it's a funny, funny show. If you ever see a production of The 39 Steps coming near you, go see it. Because it's so much fun. The old, the old guy going to the podium. Yes. That, was, that was my favorite thing I did every night. And if you can... Taking... <laughs> <laughs> Taking a, like a solid minute yes. just to get to the podium. If you can picture Dick Van Dyke at the end of Mary yes. Poppins, that was you. That was the character. <laughs> yeah, that was him. That was fun. And then, oh, well, of course, Spamalot. That Spam was our first Mind Tie yeah, show. That was great. That was um, awesome. Well, we talked a little bit about LMNOP, Wait Until Dark. Oh, You're in Town. Oh, yes. That was a great town. musical. And that one's coming up a lot this season. I've mm -hmm. been seeing some resurgence of You're in Town, which that's a very funny tongue in cheek musical. And based on a true story. So Google that sometime. You're in town? Yeah, absolutely it is. About the privilege to pee? It's based on a true story. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I would like to be those characters again. So we got to play opposite each other, but I the mean, funniest... Just the, the, the premise is based on a true... Okay. The characters are not, but the premise... So you played a character called Officer Lock, Lockstock, Lockstock, yes. And I, you were kind of like the town, the town cop, kind of wise guy. That's right, little Sally. Say, Officer Lockstock. I've oh, been thinking. yes. Kind of sound like well, Keith Des Jackson. Oh, I was gonna say Desi. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I played kind of this little kid, wise, wiseacre. Um, yeah, yeah. Little Sally, With and it was funny. Tails, yeah, so. because of the height difference. Right. That was that was excellent casting. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> that was fun. As yet unnamed. Well done. Uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. That was a good mm -hmm. one for you. That was fun. <laughs> that was fun. I enjoyed that. And now that was the. Steve Martin character. Right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Jesus Christ Superstar. We've each been in that. I've played mm -hmm. Mary and you've played Pilot, Pilot, but we've not been in the production together. No, which we're not. I yeah. would like to fix that. We should do that oh, one again. Yeah. Barefoot that. in the Park. I loved that one. That was the first time somebody actually called us out. It was like, you guys are a lot like Lucy and Desi. I was like, oh, yeah. day made. <laughs>
That and that was a fun one. So we talked a little bit about um, all the behind the scenes that go into some of these local community theater productions. That set, my God, we legit built the apartment. And I remember when we stayed late and we painted the floor, Mm -hmm. all that wood grain. Right, right. And that was such a great transition scene because we basically had, what, like 10 minutes at intermission. So you start bare bones. I think there was a ladder and like the actual stoop and everything where you walked into the apartment and then boom, intermission and we had to haul it and bring out remember the sofa basically dress the entire stage Mm -hmm. once they've all moved into the apartment right oh and it was it was gorgeous beautiful yeah beautiful set um let's see we also did uh, avenue q twice Mm -hmm. i love avenue q uh, if you've never showed it, it's a bit irreverent. <laughs> but, uh, They're like naughty Muppets. <laughs> like, yes. Like, it's, yeah, it's like a naughty Sesame Street yes. is what it is. Yeah. It's been, oh, my goodness. But it's so much fun. Yeah. Uh, I did White Christmas many a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gypsy, which we did. And oh, mm-hmm. it wasn't the best production but i love that show uh, so do. much do. and they're doing gypsy right now mm-hmm. at haywood, at haywood. Yeah. uh picnic mm. that was a good straight one a little nod to yeah. kim novak and yeah. william holden bill holden yeah and of course we did a lot of musicals when we first started together we did camelot and uh music man and man of, man La, Mancha. of La Mancha. oh my gosh this is this is a trip, and it's funny because this weekend at <laughs> Chicken Coop, I, there was a handful of people that I knew and a handful of faces that I'd seen, but I didn't really, really know. And it was funny because I feel like we've been out of the theater scene for so long. Uh, one of the guys was like, I saw you in Grey Gardens. Have you done anything else? It's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Have I done anything <laughs> Let else? me roll out this resume. But, oh, it's funny. It's it, yeah. Yeah. Some days it feels like a lifetime ago, and some days it was like, oh, that was just a year ago, yeah. right? <laughs> I was going to say, it's, it's just been several years since we were really thick into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been probably 10, 10 years, I guess. Well, and everything is like, it's been on a pause because these last four years, obviously, uh, right. it's like that time, I don't know where it went. And yeah. now when you think of things of, oh, it wasn't that long ago, it's like, well, add four years to it. And yes, it, it kind of was that long ago. Yeah. So anyway, that's kind of a, a brief history of our, our theater people would ask about. So we've uh, we've done quite a bit and stuff that I'm, I'm really proud of. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, music, we're, we're kind of now into music. And I thought it would just be nice to share a little bit of clip, a, a clip of one of our videos. Yeah. Uh, we talked about that. Uh, for those of you that don't know, we have a YouTube channel, and on that YouTube channel, it's our Technicolor Life, just like everything we'll else. Well, keep it simple. Yeah. Everything's that. So you can you can search that on YouTube, and we've got all kind of music videos on there that we've created, uh, some road trip videos, mm-hmm. uh, camping, and that type of thing. So check that out if you ever get a chance. But anyway, uh, just to give you a little sample of what we do with our music videos, while you cannot see it. Uh, we'll just play a little audio from one of those uh, music videos for you right now. Watching people scurry by, rushing to and fro. Oh, this world is such a crazy place. It's all about that go, go, go. Sometimes luck can taste so sweet when you slow it down. Start to see the world a little differently when you turn it upside down. I don't care. Take care.
Oh, I forgot how much I love that song. So that was called Upside Down, originally by Paloma Faith. Isn't Paloma that a Faith. great name? That's great, yeah. She's not been a huge artist, but she's got a few you know, songs out there that were very popular at one time. But that was such a fun video to make. Mm-hmm. And that was during COVID, right? Yeah, and yeah. believe it or not, everything that you saw in that video, so Jeff put all of that together, edited it, everything, that was all filmed right here on the third floor. On the third floor of our house. We called it a 501 production. Yeah, it was quite a production. I remember editing that thing for like two weeks, I think. When you played, I mean, you can see it in the video, but you played all those different characters and we changed all our uh, costumes, rearranged the set a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I created the music. I, I, I uh, uh, recorded all the music mm-hmm. for that. You do all the vocals mm-hmm. um, and I do the background vocals. But there are like, I don't know, there are multiple vocals oh in that thing. There are multiple instruments. All this had to be mixed down. And then uh, the video itself, I, I'm having to layer all these characters because you, you're you seeing five different characters on yeah. <laughs> on the video at the same time. Well, you Harold Lloyd, Buster Keaton, and Charlie Chaplin yeah. made our, our band. Right. That, I was, that <laughs> the was ultimate the band. band. That was the band. <laughs> And then you had I was two, two images, different, two different images of yeah. you. So yeah, two different it, flappers. Yeah. So it was all it was a lot going on. It was Clara Bow and Louise Brooks. That yeah. was what was going through my mind. But all the layering ball. and the production that went into that that was insane. That was good stuff. We yeah. have all those great videos. We need to come back to those. As much work as I spent on that, go please, and watch it. Please <laughs> go watch that because I they're spent, very entertaining. I spent a lot of work on that. <laughs> Probably silly, but I did anyway. But, but they were good. They were a good use of time. I think we talked about this last time. We did. We don't do well with sitting still. Yeah. We like to have creative projects, and there's a lot of 501 productions out there. Mm-hmm. We were pretty productive in those we were. two years. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's true. Very true. We need to get that green screen back out and do some more stuff. Oh wow! I don't know when we'd have time. That's a problem now. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, we we kind of made this analogy the last couple of years. It felt like we pulled this rubber band back, and it was like, wait, wait. Wait, and then somebody snapped it, and we've fast forward and double timed, and it's like I can't keep up with what day of the week it is and all this stuff. Which I'm glad once again we're doing these podcasts because then we can kind of keep ourselves in track. True, true, true. So anyway, that's um, that's about the music video that we created there. A little clip of of it. Um, I thought something too that is worth mentioning that I. I don't think you've ever given me credit for. Oh gosh! Is the massages that you get now because oh. of my, because of my Christmas gift that I bought? That's true. I didn't know if this was for everybody because you might have people knocking down the door. This this fella, you went, you were almost certified once upon well, a time, right? Yeah, I, I started certification and um, realized because I was doing a lot. Back, I'm, I'm always doing a lot, but That's I true. was doing a lot at that time. And realized to get all my hours in that I needed to get in to be certified, it wasn't going to happen or it was going to take, you know, a month, I mean, months upon months. So I, I kind of backed off of it and never got certified. But I went through uh, some of the training and everything, obviously, but um, retained that. And I thought one of my Christmas gifts, I decided to use my money to buy a massage table. And because I am you benefiting like, from all the hours. Well, you're, you're always asking me to give you a massage, and it's like yes. it's hard to do on you know on the floor or in the, in the bed. So you need something proper like the massage table to work. This is off legit. Of. Yeah, it's a it's a proper massage table. So so don't be surprised if you see one of that as our business endeavors once you retire. Yeah. You're really good. Yeah, you're a really good masseuse. So you get you get the benefit of my 
Christmas gift. You can't see it, but I am giving you the Husband of the Year Award. <laughs> all of our listeners, here yeah, it is. Right. Trophy. I don't see anything at all, actually. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, so I just want to bring that up because... It's been the best Christmas present of all say, time. <laughs> you've, really, you've really benefited from that's that. That's why I'm so Christmas. chill anymore. Maybe that's it. <laughs> and then I realized I'm looking at the timer. We didn't really leave a ton of time for questions, so we'll just get to... Go ahead and do it. We've got one right here. Um, let's see. Rhonda asks us, um, I've been to several of your teas with my daughters and always buy your teas you have at them, but we can me- never make them taste like yours. Have you ever thought about having a tea class? I need lessons from a pro. Please help. I love that. You know, I think it's because I prefer, I usually don't put any sugar in anything because I think that ruins the flavors of the teas. Now, I know that's not the case with the majority of people that come to the tea room because as far as I can tell, people around here like their sweet tea. Oh, yes, they do. But there is a bit of etiquette. If you are going to put, like we use sugar cubes, you're not really not supposed to put more than two sugar cubes per cup of tea because you are ruining the flavor of all of the subtle notes that are in tea it's kind of like wine if you mm-hmm. if you put too much sugar you're just kind of uh, just erasing all of like the different floral notes or maybe there's different spices so i myself i'm, I'm kind of a tea purist i want to taste just the plain tea um, but if i'm making it for the tea room i have learned my lesson it is better to go ahead and sweeten it otherwise i go through sugar cubes like you would not believe right. so i do pre-sweeten the teas when you come over for the tea room just over the years i found that that's been better best practice and you don't overly sweeten no. them. you just add enough to where and they people still add people still more. add a lot you could not believe some of the times when i'm cleaning out these these saucer or the cups and saucers at the end of a tea party and it's like coated with sugar oh, well, yeah. but, you know. <laughs> but to each their own um i will say so it kind of depends on which tea and again i've kind of learned green tea is not for everyone green tea um you steep a little bit longer but it's got a stronger taste i think the secret to mine is i do steep them for a long time i want yeah, them to be full body but you on the other hand you don't steep yours for very long no, no, you just like just a little i don't essence. like that strong of a yeah. tea Whereas you do, and th- that again, the, the wine is a, a good analogy there mm-hmm. because you like your drier wines, mm-hmm. and I like my sweet wines because you're so sweet. Because I'm so sweet, <laughs> but and I sweeten my tea too. Yes, so. yes, you do. Yeah. So I guess that um, it depends on your tea. Mm-hmm. So the black teas you don't need to steep for very long, mm-hmm. maybe two to five minutes. Um, your green teas can go a little bit longer because it's a little bit more delicate of a flavor. But uh, just kind of experiment. Try them steeped a little bit longer because I know that's what I do when I do the teas for the tea room. I let them steep for quite a while and I do pre-sweeten them. And then, yeah, once you have your tea as is, you can kind of control your sweetness level by adding yeah. more of the sugar I think it, I think it may be the steeping mm-hmm. is the probably the issue. I, I would be willing to bet that's what it is. Leave because, it in there a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think we've run out of time. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. so if we'll get to more questions, if you've written us, we'll get them to those next week. And if you want to send us a question, please, please do so. And how do they do that? You can go to the website at ourtechnicolorlife.com and go to the home page. There's a little drop down menu. Again, this is if you've been playing around on our website, go explore. There is a channel for each one of our elements. So there is a tea, a travel, an entertainment, and an art travel channel 
is what our Nut Travel channel is a channel of each part of our Technicolor life. Right. So go down there, and there is one for podcast, and you can listen and send us a question. All right, go. All right. Well, hopefully this time next week I'll have new eyes. Yay! Maybe we'll see what insurance says. But anyway, <laughs> okay. We'll see you guys. Bye, friends. Bye. <laughs>